Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for tapping on the Zach Sang Show and letting us into your ears today. We're about to get to know Ani Gabrielli. Brazil's own Ani Gabrielli. And I really got to go to Brazil. Like, I need to come. It's a must. Anyway, let's get down to business. Ani has so much going on. Now United, her own solo career on the way. Plus, her story is so fascinating. You're really going to get to know her. And, and by the way, you, you picked the right place to come if you ever want to get to know in depth the people you care about or if you want to discover new artists you care about. The Zach Sang Show has got you covered. So please subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about, and enjoy. Here's Ani Gabrielli. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach. That is Dan. Yep. And we welcome to the studio for the first time, Ani. Yes. Gab- Gabrielli. You got it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ani Gabrielli in the house. Wow. You say it and it sounds so much better. Well, yeah, it's the accent, you know, it's the sauce. It's the Brazilian you, sauce. Can you say it again? Ani Gabrielli. Oh. Wow. You try it. Ani Gabrielli? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You're from Brazil. Yes, I am. There's a beautiful accent that people from Brazil have that, like, I mean, I could try my whole life. I'll never have it. <laughs> well, it's close enough. I have so many questions for you, sister. One, right. like, well, yeah, yeah. Well, because we're about to. You're writing. A, you're you're about to write a new chapter that I want to talk about a little bit, but also I really want to know about Now United, and I also have the most questions about you. Because you're really fascinating. Huh. Wow. I already feel great. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, Go but, ahead. Do you do you not do you not consider yourself fascinating? I mean, I consider myself fascinating. I like to think that I'm fascinating, but hearing it from other people is kind of cool. It's yeah. validating, right? Well, because uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You grew up in Sao Paulo. I did. And you're raised mostly by your grandma and your aunt. I mean, my mom is also. She was there, but it. There was like turbulent times. So I was like moving around a lot, let's say like that. Your mom, based on the story that I heard from you, your mom finds like a new boyfriend or whatever, seedy stuff. She ends up being pulled. You get pulled from her? Yeah, that happened That's, for a second. I mean, traumatizing, but you're young. Yeah, I was like six, seven when that happened. So I was really little and like there were so many family issues and I was so little to understand everything that was going on. So till this day is like I have this weird perspective towards everything that happened. But yeah, that happened. And when I was pulled away from her, I lived with my aunt and my grandmother for a bit. And that's actually where um, my aunt found out that I could sing. And that's where it all like started. So your aunt is also a singer herself, right? She is. She she at the time she used to mainly work with musical theater. So she had done a bunch of like courses and studied a lot and all of these different Broadway shows and and yeah. she's a judge on a singing competition show in Brazil nowadays she is yes so uh, so when does is she, so she's not a singing judge when you move in with her when you're six no seven. she was a um she is a singer she does everything so she can 
sing in whatever setup but at the time she was mainly doing musical theater because that's like where her heart is i guess and is this the first time that you're like really subjected to music every day consistently from somebody who's actually creating it in front of you um yeah i mean um I didn't really at the time I didn't really know anything about it like I, I didn't know that I could sing I didn't know and she kind of like figured it out because I used to just sing for fun at the house and then she just heard it and she's like oh this could be something you know she started teaching me for fun I used to sing like some Disney songs and then eventually I was working and okay when does your mom re-enter your life um not long after that actually um it took just let's say like a year later and then our relationship kind of had to like grow back to what it was. But she really, really, really took the time after that to really help me out with my career. So she was like, um, she had to leave her job and kind of like take me to the auditions and to rehearsals all the time. So she really dedicated a lot of her time to my career. And then when it started working, I started to be able to give back, you know. So like we were in a really bad financial situation at the time and I was able to like get us a house and oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was so cool. I mean, we started building a comfortable place for ourselves and not so much struggling, you know. Did so you did, did you know or have any dream of being a singer or performer before you moved in with your aunt and your grandma? I guess I just was. That's really interesting. But I was I was always so like Ah, you know, like, look at me. And I would like to dance all the time in the living room. And I would just be watching movies and trying to recreate the scenes. So I had it in me, but I never really took it as a, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Like at the time I was like, I'm going to be a doctor, you know, like, it's just so <laughs> random. But your aunt heard you and was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to bring this out in you. Yeah. Um, my grandpa was listening to like opera in the house and I was just doing what I heard. Like I was trying to do the same thing. And then she's like, wow, you actually you have like pitch you know so she started just teaching me little things and i i'm such a perfectionist even when i was a kid i was already like that so she was teaching me and i was like so dedicated even though at the time i didn't even know that i was gonna actually do this for the rest of my life um but i was like no i need to be the best singer in the world you know <laughs> so which is like really working hard to make sure that i was really good and then she took me to an audition and I got in. I got it. was the audition for The Lion King when the Broadway version came to Brazil. That's what your aunt took you? That, was that your first audition? That was my first audition in life. I know. Huge. I know. And she was like, I'm just going to take her because it was so many people running for yeah. the role uh, of young Nala. Uh, and she's like, I'm just going to take her just so she can have the experience and see if she actually likes it. I don't think anybody expected for it to work out the way it <laughs> did, you know? And I was just like, I was nervous, obviously, but. It was just fun for me, you know? I was just like, oh, this is new, this is exciting. And then, yeah, I remember like a massive line and so many talented theater kids that like grew up into that. And then the audition came. I I just got through the first phase, second phase, third phase. And then we just get a call saying like, hey, you're in. Like you're actually going to do it. What, and at what point are you, like at what stage in the process of getting, bringing young Nala to life, does your mom re-enter your life? Um, She was like, she got back to my life like a little bit before the the show actually started. started. Yeah, so she kind of saw a little bit of the audition process and she was always rooting for me. Um, a little bit apart still, but she was there. She was there. What do they have you doing for those auditions? Oh, so many things. I mean, as a kid, they're so much nicer. And I learned <laughs> that as I grew up. <laughs> but I was like eight when I started the auditions. And um, 
they give you pieces of choreography and they give you sometimes they give you a song or sometimes it just go in and you sing in front of people but it is already like a lot of pressure because you just enter a room and there's a bunch of like like men they're really like angry just looking at you and waiting for you to sing and you know that you have to be good um and then after you sing and you dance and you do maybe a scene that they give you um you just wait you just wait and sometimes they will tell you like on the spot like yeah you're in you're out and then that kind of like messes with you when you're a kid you know mm -hmm. but they were nice they were nice at the lion king i had like worse experiences and auditions i had people going like next you know like ah, those are brutal oh that must hurt yeah those are brutal do you think if you didn't end up living with your grandma and your aunt that like music would have ever come through in the way that it has um i think music would find me or i would find music eventually because i don't know like now that i'm older and i look back i i see everything it it was always there like music was always a part of me i was always performing around so like at some point i would have figured it out but not in the, the timing you know like the timing would have been wouldn't have been so perfect yeah. if that didn't happen so even though it was like a hard time for my family and for me as a kid it was still so important for the rest of my life i think it was just meant to be well because the lion king really does change your life right oh, yeah. after that you go and you start in a children's tv show yeah something yeah. about adventure right yeah, yeah, yeah. what is it called boo un chamado para aventura it's like boo a calling for adventure that's yeah. it you were chica <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's the name of the girl but after that well because disney knows you from the lion king mm -hmm. you end up becoming moana for brazil oh yeah uh -huh. that's not casual that's definitely not casual <laughs> <laughs> i was 13 when that happened and um it's not so much connected to lion king it, it was just like at that point i had been in the industry for a couple of years and i knew a couple people and they just mentioned my name to this audition that was going on for this Disney princes and the age group for the audition was kind of like 16 to 19 and I was 13 at the time but they still heard me sing and they're like oh bring her in let's see what happens and that was my first time doing uh voice acting so I remember doing the songs and I was kind of I felt kind of good after the songs I was like okay okay I, I got a shot here and then when I had to do the talking it was my first time the director was so like strict he, he's awesome but he's his poker face is wow like he's really good at it so i could never tell if i was doing good or if i was doing terrible and i took kind of longer than expected in the audition so i remember leaving the room being like oh my god i, de I just destroyed my reputation here like this is awful and, da, da, da. and it turns out that they were like wow this is great and i just got the part and i was moana and it took three months for them to just tell me that i was moana so. wow what is it like to record the entire movie it is in another language because you have to dub it so you have to match your voice to what they're already saying in english because they're not going to go oh, yeah. and reanimate it exactly um it was so new to me in the beginning but um i got the hang of it pretty easy because it's like it's close to acting you know but there's just like a couple of things that you learn along the way uh but it's definitely fun it's definitely fun like the things that i would do just to to access the perfect pitch or the perfect intonation or whatever it was um 
was really like funny. Like sometimes I would have to just do a frown face or, <laughs> you know, or just bite onto something depending on the scene. Um, but it is a lot of focus because like you said, I'm listening to someone speaking English mm -hmm. in my headphones and I am reading the words in Portuguese. And a lot of the times we have to just kind of scratch it because it doesn't match the lip syncing or whatever. And the scenes weren't fully animated at the time so moana oh, wow. a lot of the times would be like bald or naked <laughs> you know or just like little yeah it wasn't moana she wasn't moana yet so there's like a time code and this weird animation going on so you just really have to focus and make sure that you're saying it on the right time um and it was just like three months of a lot of work in the studio that's wild it is pretty cool it is cool. If you were to watch Moana today, would you watch your version or the English version? I watch the English version. I really like it too, but I always watch myself. Like that's, I usually don't like to watch myself. Like I don't watch my interviews. I don't listen to a lot of things that I do because I'm so like judgy. So I'm going to be judging. I'm like, oh, I should have should have done this should have done that yeah, but this is you um, but not you yeah this is like different i don't know every time i watch it i'm, I'm always like oh my god i'm a disney princess you know <laughs> <laughs> and i like to bring in my family and my friends to watch it with me so yeah portuguese all the way that's interesting was the director like not in brazil working with you or what no he was there's a lot of directing that comes from um america yeah because uh, everything has to go through america but um the director was there in Brazil with me and it's it's so interesting like when we're doing a Disney princess it's so intricate like every single breath matters oh, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. so we're, we're doing like line like word by word sometimes line by line and like they're so specific so sometimes it's just like this little thing and we have to change because someone in America didn't <laughs> like it. the way I was breathing on this one scene but also that's why I say that Lion King and Moana are connected because I know for a fact that like they have like files on every human being in every part okay. of the world that's ever auditioned for them. So when mm -hmm. they go back and have to recast people, they can look through their files and see like, oh, we saw X thousands of girls who can speak Portuguese who are in Brazil. And uh, yeah, there's no way they don't. They, they, they didn't associate. Yeah, they probably, they probably. Oh, they definitely that. did. Yeah. They definitely did. Uh, a lot of people asked me if I was Moana because I looked like her. But <laughs> it really matter. No offense. <laughs> I mean, um, I look like Moana, but I'm like, that's not why. But it's it's just such a coincidence. But like one of the girls that was running for the role as well, she's like a redhead. So I was like, I always say it. I'm like, see, no, it's not just because I look like. Her. But you'd make a good live action Moana. Do you hear that, Disney? Mm, put that one out there. Yeah, you should. Also, like the amount of redheads in Brazil. I don't think anybody really understands. There's a lot of redheaded people in Brazil. Yeah, there's I've hooked up with a few of them. They're great. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have. They're awesome. All right, I have. I mean, freckles, like the whole the whole thing. Uh, no, that's I just weren't expect. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> Caught me off guard. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> me kissing anybody catches people off guard. <laughs> no, but I was really surprised that there were so many. I had no idea, and I had a one of my I had a foreign exchange student that lived with us for a year. My brother. He mm -hmm. was born and raised in Sao Paulo. Huh. Yeah. So, so you visited? No, I've never no. been. Oh, wait. Then how did you meet those? Red oh, oh the red, they were here in America, and then uh. my my foreign exchange student brother came here. Okay, okay. So you just like yeah, I just know the culture from the people. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, but a lot of Brazil is there's so many stereotypes when it comes to Brazil, yeah. and um, 
I recently actually had like a bar table conversation with some friends and I'm like, what do you think of Brazil? I'm actually really curious to know. And they're like, nature like i feel like i'm gonna see cheetahs <laughs> and i'm like what like no you're not gonna see cheetahs and jungle everywhere and like birds flying around I'm like what no um and it's the same with people everyone thinks that uh brazilian people look a lot like me which can't happen but um we had we have a lot of blondes when you go to the south like blue-eyed people and redheads and just all kinds of people. Brazil is a very, very mixed country. Everywhere you go, it's almost like a different country. That's, so, be that's beautiful. It is. It is beautiful. And like the place that I grew up in, it's Sao Paulo. It's actually very much like New York. It's like lots really? of buildings. I mean, I wouldn't say like, um, I, ha I don't know how to say that in English, but it's like, it, it doesn't look like New York, but. Um, yeah, it's aesthetically not New York, but the energy. Yes, the energy. Mm. It's so New York. It's like yeah. so many buildings and restaurants all around. And it's just like this concrete jungle, you know, and it's like everyone's working all the time. And nobody expects that really. Everyone just expects a beach and just a jungle. And I'm just raising monkeys in my house. You know? You're like, like, no, this is not the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, no, we're, we're normal. <laughs> Do you feel a responsibility to educate people like me? on what brazil is and what it has to offer yeah definitely i mean um it's a responsibility that i can definitely choose to take on or not you know like but i chose to do it you know like there's not a lot of brazilian people out there actually showing that brazil is so diverse it really isn't yeah, yeah. and i i feel like as a Brazilian, I've seen so many amazing things that the world is missing out, you know? Um, so every opportunity that I get or like any platform that I'm in, I just try to show a little bit, you know? And hopefully they'll they'll see Brazil just like Brazilian people do, you know? I think that little bit goes a long way. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Now United, mm -hmm. it's 14 members. Yeah. 14 different countries. I mean, 18, yeah. Oh, 18? Oh, 18. It, yeah, it started as 14, but we are always adding people. What's, okay, so <laughs> what is this? Thing? And how do they find you post Moana? Yeah, so after Moana, I took this moment in my life to just like find out what I what I wanted to do next, you know? So I was just like really focusing on dancing and like working on my skills. And I was at this dance studio in Brazil and I saw this like flyer and it was saying like, be part of a pop group that is like international and is managed by Simon Fuller. And so like I, I looked up, I Googled it, did my homework and like I've seen everything that Simon Fuller has done before. And that was definitely an opportunity to just like step out of Brazil as well. Um, and then the auditions happened in the dance studio that I was in. Um, and again, I wasn't in the right age group. I was like turning 14 at the time and it was 16 to 19 again but i still went <laughs> i just showed up thank god yeah thank god Am thank I god i did i'm so i'm it's just like when opportunities are there i just go for them you know because even though i was like a little scared of i was just like what do i what do i have to lose you mm -hmm. know yeah the worst they're the gonna worst say is no no exactly that's what i think and at that point you were conditioned to hear hearing no already so like yeah. whatever get in line yeah i'm like yeah just let's just try and yeah. then i saying valerie by amy winehouse because oh. i decided to do the audition like the night before because i was just like no i'm not in the age group and then i'm like 
oh, you know what, whatever. I'm just going to show up tomorrow. <laughs> and then I had nothing else prepared. So I'm like, let's just go with a song that you that you like to sing, that you vibe with, you know, and that's definitely a song that I vibe with. So I just showed up and sang Valerie. And I remember the talent scout person that was there. It was just crying. And I'm like, that's a happy song. Like, did I do something wrong? You know, <laughs> like she's supposed to be dancing with me right now. And she was just like oh, crying. And then I told her I was 13 and she just gave me this, like oh damn like you're not good for this project but here's my phone number like maybe we'll work together again and then two weeks later they're like oh you know what actually we're just gonna try you out a little more and they just started like getting a little bit more interested in where we could go how did they explain to you what now united was going to be because i'm assuming you joined with nobody right yeah there there was nothing yet i'm like one of the og members uh, so there were 14 of us and at the same time that I was doing my auditions in Brazil, there was other people doing the auditions in their countries all as over well. The world. Yeah, all over the world. So Senegal, Germany, Russia, everywhere. Um, and, um, we had this boot camp in LA that was like the last audition phase. Uh, and they brought all of us with other people from our own country. So like I had to kind of like compete with other Girls so it's like do. you and how many girls from Brazil come to LA? Uh, there were just one more. There was just one more girl that came from Brazil, but in certain countries, the, the, there would be like four people wow. in the country. So, yeah. Uh, and then we all got together in Center Staging, uh. Burbank, yeah, mm. <laughs> in California. And we all had this one week long audition. And that was definitely the most intense week of my life. I mean, it was so much we had dance lessons we had fittings we had photo shoots we had interviews and studio sessions it was just like crazy and all these crazy names from the industry that we just grow up looking up to you know um especially if you're not in the united states they seem so like far from you and then we're just all doing that audition with all of them and at the end of the week simon just decides to sit down and just oh, i'm gonna tell you guys now who's in the group and who's not Oh, wow. I know. And everyone was just sitting together and we didn't expect it. And then he just started naming the people and I was among them. And Are you watching people cry? Are you watching their hearts be broken while you're also getting your dream? Yeah. Yeah. What is that like? I don't know. I don't. It must be a weird it, feeling. It is. It's like you want to scream out, but you don't because yeah. you're like, I have to be respectful, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I feel like everyone that was there knew that there would, there would be a chance of them not yeah. coming in the group. Totally. So I feel like we we're all ready to lose as well. D you, you prepared know? yourself for that? I mean, definitely. Uh, not really. Nah, it's <laughs> like I'm making this thing. <laughs> I don't like to count with failure. I always like, I do count with it, but it's a small percentage of me that counts with failure. Cause I just want to give my all and hopefully that'll you know that'll you can, give me the results you control your effort not the outcome exactly exactly so i just go through it all thinking like i'm in this thing like i got this i'm i'm the best there is i'm the, uh, like i really try to push myself to just believe that i'm in and it's all good and if i didn't make it then i didn't make it you know like okay i i really worked hard i gave it my all but i just don't like to count with it you know mm -hmm. just don't like to count with failure but yeah then after after a second where we all celebrated i looked awful by the way like when <laughs> i was just crying because that was literally like a life-changing moment that was 
really a really really big step in my career huge i mean you go on to perform in the biggest stadiums i've ever seen yeah they're massive it's like so many people and i i could only dream of that like what did they tell you this was like like because it is a new concept to say we're gonna have four it's a huge fucking group like it is i mean there's no k-pop just barely k-pop groups that big (laughs) yeah um simon is a is a really brave man yeah, like, <laughs> how, like, how do you all travel yeah it's it's a circus when we travel but do you charter awesome. a plane or do you no we just go in a plane like a regular plane they southwest literally, they literally book out the half of southwest just <laughs> yeah. to get you guys around <laughs> yeah that's literally how it goes and it's like there was a point where we were all traveling in uniforms so, so or you like can tell. these track track suits, and then everyone in the airport would be like, "Oh, are you guys a sports team?" <laughs> <laughs> and we would love to say that we're a ping pong team, <laughs> and we would just like tell this whole story about the championship. None of us know how to play ping pong, <laughs> but it was just the best. So, how did they describe this thing to you? Like, how did they make it sound? How did they define what you were going to be a part of, or even auditioning for? Uh, they said it was a pop group from uh, the beginning. They mentioned that it was an international um, pop group where there would be a bunch of members from uh, different countries and we knew that we were going to be making music and traveling the world so that's all the information we had really like we didn't know much about anything we just knew about the messaging really like uniting people through music which is a really powerful con- powerful concept if you think about it you mm-hmm. know like we're literally from all different countries and all different religions and we're like we live together we live together. We traveled the world together. We we did all of this together. So um, that was like the the end goal. What do you so, learn about yeah. yourself from living with people from all over the world and making music and even the audition process? Oh, so much. I learned so much. I could never summarize it. But um, I think the most valuable lesson I got from Night Nighted is definitely perspective because uh, um, – being with all these people from different places in the world, they all approach the same thing so differently. Um, and I guess I just had to like live with that. Cause I am a very like assertive person, I guess. Like if I know what I want, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know, and I'm going to do it and I'm going to, and other people do it in a different way. And I kind of have to like adapt and like mold to all of these ways of living and not actually being like, oh yeah this person's this this person's that this is wrong this is right no yeah. it's just like kind of like understanding mm-hmm. and seeing things through their eyes that was like the biggest tool i got in life because being in the entertainment business we know we have to work with so many people and just like know how to work with them you know oh. so that's a very valuable lesson and yeah just so much do you make friends in this group that you think will be your friend 50 years from now definitely definitely um I mentioned that I started the audition process when I was almost 14. Now I'm 19. And everybody knows that this age gap in life, it's like so important. We're learning. Yeah, you're a sponge. So much, right? You're like, you're learning things about yourself. You're learning things about the world. You're having new experiences. You're kind of like shaping who you're going to be. Building relationships with so many things, even in addition to people that will last you forever. Exactly. So, um, you're just like shaping your your adult self, you know? Uh, so going through that, through those years with those people was definitely like crazy. It was crazy because um, um, 
yeah, everyone was going through the same thing, and it's a lot of is, things. You is know? it competitive just, internally at all? I mean, I, I think we're really good at, like, the healthy competition kind of thing. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to um, have a feature in a song, and everyone wants to be featured in the music video, but we really know how to work as a team. Uh, and a lot of the times it's not even in our hands. So it, it's yeah. like sometimes it's in the hands of our choreographers or uh, our producers or Simon or some things that we can't control, you know, but did we you, understand it. Sorry to cut you off. No. Did you feel like, and I just wonder this, like, because it's really interesting. One Direction, right? For example, mm -hmm. One Direction was loved equally. It wasn't mm -hmm. until after the band goes on hiatus that you can really understand the individual love and appreciation for each one right because mm -hmm. like when they were together you loved all of them and if you love zane you also love nile and fans were almost to a certain degree felt uncomfortable sharing their biases do you feel like with 14 members 18 now 18 14 originally 18 currently you have the like are people there as a fan of all of you together or can you feel the allegiances and the biases that exist from the audience to the group? I feel like there's, I mean, there's definitely people that are there for the whole group, but there's people that just identify more with other members, you know? And obviously in the beginning, cause nobody there had a bunch of fans, you know? So when we started getting the fans, we obviously wanted to be, everyone wants to be loved by your mm -hmm. fans, you know? And there was definitely a moment where we were all like, oh, like, this person's loved more like what what am i doing wrong am i a bad person am i not excited am, am i not entertaining you know like there yeah, was a you lot have to of question things yeah there was a lot of like self-doubt that started just rising up people are like oh maybe i'm not talented enough uh, but with time we just understood that there's just like there's a reason why you like apples and why you don't you know <laughs> like does that make sense that's a, that maybe that's a bad example but like <laughs> the, you know and it's not like there's nothing wrong with apples, but some people like it and some people don't, you know? And we kind of like just started accepting that. Um, so sometimes there's people that are just like so loved in certain countries and sometimes they're, they're not as loved in another country, but we do feel like there's um, all of our fans um, love us, you know, they're just sometimes know a little more about that person or that other yeah. member, or, but we definitely feel it. Like if, if I say that we don't feel it at all and everyone's like, always the same like that's a lie but mm -hmm. it's just like something that we learned how to live with and everyone has their own like little support system across the globe so that is awesome we're never feeling like completely left out and that is a part of the strategy right like every like each member has their community but when they all come together they build something bigger now you exactly exactly that's that's exactly the point and it was so cool to go through all of this and see how our fans made friendships sometimes international friendships uh -huh. um and yeah they would just like do these little dance groups sometimes <laughs> like cover groups of us and it was so cute like we actually united so many people and it's really cool to hear them talking to us sometimes about it. Like, thank you for, like, I met my best friend because of you. It's just, like, really life-changing. And when you get to see it up close, it's, like, the best feeling. I got goosebumps. Yeah, that's, like, mm -hmm. yeah, there's not, there can't be anything like that. Yeah, it's so special. That's why we're doing it, you know? So nothing else matters. Nothing, like, no likes, no following, no, no, no. No, when we actually see the fans, that's, that's the best part. It's connection. Why do you yeah. think the group is so popular in Latin America? Um... I feel like we're very warm people mm -hmm. in Latin America. Like we, we really 
we're so open to and you try new things yeah yeah especially exactly. music like you you all love the jonas brothers probably before america loved the jonas <laughs> oh, brothers oh yeah oh yeah brazil there's like the meme come to brazil because that's the first <laughs> everybody come to brazil come, <laughs> to, come brazil. to brazil well, and if you go to brazil once they'll love you for fucking ever exactly they're the best most loving kind people and they'll show up to the airport they'll thank you for coming through exactly. I mean, it's a long flight they're really respectable and they're great hosts <laughs> It's so true. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> come to Brazil. But why are they saying that? Because they probably found the artist first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're like always on the lookout, we're, and we're really open to see what you got to what you got to give, you know. And if we if we like it, um, if we really like the message, if we really like the music, if we really like the concept as a whole, then we're definitely gonna be there they're gonna stand you they're gonna be there at the airport at the hotel at the shows they're gonna buy your merch they're gonna do everything it's crazy well, did you do what's the biggest arena you guys have played um the out Al arena in portugal what is, uh, it, what is that like fifty thousand people or something Forty thousand people 20 000, 30 thousand people I think at the time there was like COVID restrictions, but I think it was like 25,000 people. That's a lot of people. Which is a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And there's so much coming that I can't say, but <laughs> it's just like so many people and there were so many concerts that it was just like 20,000, 30,000. It is mind blowing. But that was our concert. That was our own concert. We did play in a bigger venue, uh, which was a stadium. But then it wasn't like a nine night at concert. We were just at God. the Special Olympics in Abu Dhabi. Oh my gosh, I did see that performance. Did you, it yeah, was crazy. It was crazy. So many people. That was like seventy thousand people. I don't know. That's Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I know, man. Like stepping out into that stadium and like the wind on your face and all those people just ah, crazy, crazy. And Nicole from the Pussycat Dolls had just performed, so I was just like. <laughs> This is holy ground. I was just like, enjoy, enjoy. Because she was stepping here, you know? It was really crazy. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I know, uh, I only know one member from Nang United. Noah? Noah, yes. Yeah. Noah Urrea. I told him I was coming to the show, and he's like, yeah, I've DM'd with him before. And Yeah, I yeah. see him out and about socially yes. in LA sometimes. Yeah, he's a cool dude. But do he's you live here? Well, this is breaking news, I guess. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. I just moved. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Yes, I do live in LA now, I'm an Angelina. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the apartment hunt has been brutal. Mm -hmm. But a, a sister, I feel you. Yeah. I'm in the process of trying to move and I call like four places a day. I hear back from nobody. It's Yeah. Exact what's up with that? Like nobody responds. <laughs> I'm like, why are you I just wanna give I wanna give you my money. Just call exactly. me back. Exactly. Like don't put your apartment on Zillow if you're not gonna respond. <laughs> but yeah, it's been just really brutal to find an apartment, but eventually I'm gonna find a place to call home and yeah, but yeah, I'm in the city now. Welcome. And crazy. What and, made you want to move here? Huh? What made you want to move to LA? Um, my future. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, everything's in LA. You know, like there's so many creatives here and so many people that I admire that I definitely want to work with. And yeah, just my job is here now. Mm -hmm. So I'm like I said, I, I don't count with failure. So I'm just like putting it all in. I'm like, you know what? If this is what I'm doing next, then I'm just going to move. You know, when you say my future, what do you how do you see your future what do you see in your future wow that's a deep question um i i see so much in my future because i'm 
I really love art, you know, like I love acting, I love singing, I love dancing, but I think the thing I love the most is performing out of all of those, like being on stage and just giving life to a song or yeah, just giving life to it in the music video or in my vocal performance or whatever. It's just what I really love and what I, I just want to do that more, you know, and I, I want to be able to also create um, with a lot of my essence in it. So I'm just taking baby steps to to my future and it's definitely going to involve a lot of performance and music and yeah do you, you know? do you feel like you you get a chance to give your true essence to songs that now united puts out uh yes i mean um i wouldn't do anything that is not me yeah, you know like if i really disagree with something i'd probably let someone know and just be like hey i'm just not going to do that and has that uh, had to had to happen um I don't know. I don't think so. There, there were conversations about things that I would like to change, and then people are so great in United, so they would always just listen to to all of us, you know. Um, but there was nothing that I was like, not in United at least, but in life definitely. There's a lot of things that I'm like, I'm sorry, just, just I can't do this because it's not me. Like mm-hmm. this, I don't stand for it. Um, but yeah, in United, I definitely get a chance to uh, show myself in different ways, different ways. Um, because it's also like a group you know so i can't just make my own choices and not think about the rest that's around me so it's always a a group choice it's always a group thing but that's a selfless thing that's special to learn i mean yeah absolutely working like i said we will never work by ourselves in the entertainment business like there's nothing that you can do on your own you know um and you can have more creative input than people and you can have all that but there's always gonna be more people around you just making certain choices and just it, it just needs to be a group thing uh so being in the group for so long was definitely so important for me to just learn how to work as a team and really listen and how to communicate with so many people so yeah does your evolution and growth as an artist involve both you making music on your own and now united together or one or the other that's a i, I guess i don't have an answer for that right now i mean i united is I think I would make music for, I don't know. Honestly, let's just leave it at that. I yeah. don't know. I guess. Uh, no, I do find it interesting because if you look at even at like K-pop groups, right? K-pop mm-hmm. groups all day are a group mm-hmm. and yet they break out and they do their own thing and then they come back and they are a group. Yeah. And the answer is I don't know because I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, I don't know if we're going to break or if we're going to be together. All I know is that right now I'm just, um, I'm with the group and I'm, um, I'm just also working towards um, other you, things when I want, you know, but it's just, I'm I'm with the group. Are you making your own music? Yeah, I like to make music. <laughs> yeah, I do create. <laughs> <laughs> I do create. Uh, I always write. Uh, <laughs> um, and I ha- I'm so lucky that so many other people uh, wanted to just be in that with me, like be in this journey, this creative journey with me. They're like, yeah, let's, let's create together and let's do this and let's, but that's like locked up and like deep down in my closet, you know, like nobody has seen it or listened to it. It's just like something that I've done for myself. And I guess eventually that'll come. But that's also how, you know, you really need to do something when you just kind of do it for yourself and not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. There's just something really special about music and performing. Like I'm, 
thinking constantly, guys. It's kind of annoying. If I'm being honest, like I'm always thinking, I'm always doing a weird dance, and always ah, I just love it. So yes, I've been doing it for myself for so long. Yeah, it's your birthday. That's the last Now United single you put out. Really, the birthday song? Yeah, I didn't even know that. It was wasn't it Heartbreak on the dance floor? Oh no, <laughs> my note said it's your birthday in March. I think so. I don't know. That's a, that's a hard question. Ooh, maybe I messed up. <laughs> Let me look know. around here. I thought it's your birthday's really good. You were uh, really- heartbreak on the dance floor is better. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that was um that was a special song that we we played like in the middle of the show sometimes. Which one? Heartbreak the birthday on the birthday song. Oh, the birthday really? song. Sometimes we'll be like, if it's her birthday on the crowd, just there you go. People <laughs> would just <laughs> and we'd be quick changing on the back, just like ah. It's a crazy show. I've watched videos. Oh, That's yeah. how I first found out about you guys. Really? Well, people would tweet me about it. Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing videos of your live performances. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? There's so many people. <laughs> and That's always the first reaction. <laughs> I gravitated towards it. <laughs> well, because I do believe that there is, one, I'm a huge K-pop fan. Mm-hmm. And I, and also, like some people may call me like a pop music historian, as I've been doing this since the dawn of time. Um wow. And I, there's very rare instances of groups like yours. Like there's not, I mean, 14 or 18, whatever, 18 today. Like that's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, Heartbreak on the Dance Floor was released almost like about a week before it's your birthday. Oh, so I so was you're right. right. Thank you. Damn. So I was going crazy. No, you're not. Do you guys release only singles? You guys have never put out an album, have you? Nobody never. worked. Why is that? That's a question for Mr. Fuller. Mm. But um, excuse me, sir. <laughs> excuse me, Mr. Fuller. <laughs> um, but um, I think Nighty was always like constantly changing and like mm-hmm. taking different shapes and forms all the time. And I guess there was never. And it was all moving so fast. Like yeah. we have like fifty songs, sixty songs. I don't know. So many singles. So many singles. Um, and I guess there was never a moment where we were like, okay, this is just like one thing that we're going to call an album, you know, like Mm -hmm. all these songs just conversate between each other and they're an album. No, they were just like, this is the moment right now. And this is the moment right now. This is the moment right now. So we had like love song moments and we had grungy songs like heartbreak on the dance floor. And we had just, just so many different kinds of things, you know, what was it like being in that studio with 18 different members, just waiting to find out what you're going to cut? Were you, were you ever in the studio at once? Um, once but that was just for like a backing vocal thing that we needed volume so and it was just <laughs> you like, got volume since yeah 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 <laughs> um but we always record separately um and sometimes the studio days are so long because there's someone in the booth and we'll be in the room on the side just like waiting for that person to finish and then we'll go um, will you record the whole song and then they decide where to put you or it depends i mean for me my experience um most of the songs i've recorded every single part of it and then they would place me wherever they thought and i think with a couple people it works like that but sometimes i would go in the studio and they would know exactly where they want me to be Mm -hmm. in the song and i mean they're they're always open to listen to what you have to say so sometimes if i had an idea or if i thought there was a certain part that i would sound better in um i could always ask you know and they would let me try it out you know um but most of the time they had a pretty clear vision and I would cut the whole song anyway. So they would always have options. Got it. Yeah. But would you not find out where you were going to end up in the song until you heard it? Uh-uh. Oh, <laughs> no. that's like, 
that is sometimes it's intense. It takes a toll on you, especially if you like the song. Yeah. Oh. That is like there's always that moment where you like really like a song and really want to be in it, and then you just hear yourself in one ad lib, and you're like, ah, oh, come on, I really like that song. That's like not getting that audition, like looking at the the, the sheet once all the parts are announced, and like you, oh. yeah. But it's it's not so intense because it's like we really created this family, like this sense of family in the group. Um, and whoever gets it, it's never like, oh, this person got the part that I wanted. You know, it's never like this crazy, cruel thing of, oh, my God. And we had so many songs and we did create space for so many people to have the opportunity to sing or um, at least try it out. You know, like we always had that. So sometimes it would be just like, dang, I really like that. But it was just a quick thought that would go through our heads and then we would just like enjoy the choreography process and know that there was another song that we were going to record anyways and you're still in it you know like no matter if you like it doesn't matter if you sing if you don't you're still in it you're always going to be in the performance you're always going to be in the music video so there's a comfort about just already being in in the group you know you're a part of now united yeah yeah but you can really hit those high notes (laughs) well yes do you like singing those live or is it kind of scary when you have to hit a high note live Definitely scary, but um, I mean, I had a bit of practicing. Yeah, I had a bit of practicing, especially being from musical theater. Oh, that's right. Uh, yes, in musical theater, you have to hit those high notes every single night. Oh yeah, eight shows a week. Yes, there's no room for error. Yeah, so you just have to hit those notes, and you have to take care of your voice to make sure that you're gonna do it right. And I mean, uh, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to certain things, especially like my voice or random subjects honestly <laughs> but I, I love to go deep into certain subjects and um yeah i mean i've just studied a lot about my voice and i'm just make sure that i'm always good to go well you see it as a muscle oh it is a muscle yeah yeah it is a muscle and um you have to train and sometimes if there's moments where i spend a lot of time without singing i definitely feel it like it's like when you're working out a lot and then you stop for a bit And then when you go back to the gym, you're like, oh, this is really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's the same thing. And you just got to keep working on it and just, yeah. And if you work too hard, then you're definitely going to have an injury, you know. So (laughs) it's just exactly like a muscle, but a very sensitive one. Delicate. Very delicate one. Very delicate. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's true, though. Like, you do one thing and you can ruin your voice. Yeah. And that it's so sad. Like, I, I had a moment where my voice was changing a little bit like when I was 15 I guess and usually girls don't feel it as much but I did like my voice was so different from when I was did it get better with technique after I kind of like got through it yeah it did get better Uh. but there's like the deeper tones in it like I used to have this really like bright voice you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like really bright and um I could easily like go through my range in one register that's like kind of technical talk but anyway there was like this it was easy to go through my range with one register and i didn't have to know too much about this or that to reach a certain note you know and then when i was 15 there was this weird moment where like sometimes i could and sometimes i couldn't and then i was like damn like there's all these songs in united that i recorded and I need to sing them now. And it's kind of hard now. Like, what's happening? I can't do it. And I was just, like, freaking out for, like, at least six months. I had this, like, big, like, I can't I can't do it, you know? And then I just went to my vocal teacher, my vocal coach, and I was like, 
help like what's happening and she's like well you're getting old that, that's what's <laughs> happening like you're, you're just getting old and like my voice is just getting deeper and it doesn't mean, and she said it doesn't mean that you can't sing it doesn't mean that you can't do the same notes it doesn't it just means that you need technique to support it now you just need to learn how to do it and so i did so Damn. now we're back we're back and it's better it's but definitely that's better. the real skill right is like understanding the technique and being able to control it and manage it and yes that's that's 10,000 hours baby yeah yeah and it's so much work that I put into it and like we said it's such a delicate muscle so you can't like overwork it I can't be singing all day training but it's just like consistency you just got to be doing it always and you just got to be interested and so I did and now I'm good again and I can just like <laughs> do all that I used to do when I was younger and probably better because the deeper tones actually I like them I think they're I think they're like they give me depth they give me depth <laughs> yeah do you have any solo anything recorded collecting dust somewhere just for your ears only yes <laughs> i do i do for my ears only really only for your ears yes <laughs> do you like what you you're hearing and what you've been creating it's so yeah yeah i do i have fun with what i mm -hmm. create you know it's just that's the moment where i really let go of any opinions or any expectations and nowadays it's really easy to start creating and just think about like what's going to be what would people like what what is going to be hit what works for this social media and this and this and that um but when i go into the studio it's almost like therapy it's just like whatever let's do whatever i feel and sometimes i feel very angry and i just like write on my little notebook and then just like Ah, like all over it and sometimes i'm just like i just feel like vibing and i'm just like nodding my head to a beat and i just say some dumb shit you know <laughs> yeah and that is fun that's like where the the real the real things come out because they're just so raw and like no expectations so yes i do have some things that i just listen to um yeah <laughs> maybe one day we'll hit the public's ears or just for you oh yeah maybe maybe one day yes it will be out there never eventually. say never no is, i would never say never it's definitely going to be out there when the time is right is there a certain genre that you're kind of drawn to whether it be like r&b pop something else uh i always say that i like fluctuate between r&b and pop because okay. um the thing is i grew up listening to so many different kinds of songs like i said the first time my sis my aunt listened to me singing opera. it was opera and then i would go to my dad's house and there would be like samba going on and um in my mom's house there's like rihanna on the <laughs> <laughs> on the tv so it was just always so many influences and so so many different flavors that were always like i was always listening to uh so i really like all music it's really hard for me to have a genre that i'm like ew i really dislike this look it's really hard but what i like to sing is definitely pop and r&b i guess like r&b because it has the urban flavor I, I guess there's so much feeling in it mm -hmm. like rhythm and blues kind of influence and then pop because you know i just guess i love performing it's the like, best type of song to perform to hell yeah i also think pop is a song structure not a sonic structure does that make sense yep. like the way a song is positioned well i think there's no structure to music at all because art should be free and you shouldn't mm -hmm. put it in boxes whatsoever mm -hmm. but anything could be a pop song like r&b could be a pop song pop is popular true it's a collection of all genres that end up making pop music true mm. but i feel like if i'm looking for country i know what i'm looking for if i'm looking for r&b yes. i know what i'm but looking for but there are country songs 
that cross over Absolutely. and become pop songs. True. Hmm, you got a point. Oh, hell yeah, I do. No, I definitely get it, but I think you have to draw a line somewhere because, like, I don't want to turn on a well, hip hop yeah, station and get a country song. Well, it's based on what's popular. <laughs> the people decide pop music. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there there is a bit of a line, but it's just like it can't be crossed. It's a very thin line, I guess. It's, it's it's there, but like, but like a rap song could be pop music. Yeah. Right. An urban song. SZA. There's a thousand different like country. Yeah, I yeah. think the lines kind of are blurred. They may cross over, but when I think of like R&B, I have something in my head that I'm thinking about. I understand. When I yeah. hear pop music, there's something I'm kind of, you know, have it in my head. But okay. yeah, that, that's it. Like I said, I'm fluctuating between pop and R&B, and sometimes I go very, very pop, and sometimes I go very, very R&B, and sometimes it's just like in the middle because yeah. it's not really defined. But Exactly. Yeah, so I hear you, but I also hear you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you can listen to Now United's music. We're going to put a link in the description below. Um, we're talking to... Ani, Gabrielli, yes, <laughs> yes. I said it right. Uh, you are in now United. It is a group that represents the world. That's fair, right? Mm-hmm. That is fair. I mean, there's a lot of countries that are not there, but <laughs> there's a lot there. Though. Yeah, the heart's there. The, the do you have a Canadian? We do have a Canadian. Do you have a, a Swedish guy in our team? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you got a Dutch? You got a Danish one? Oh uh, no. What about French? A girl from, uh, she's from the Ivory Coast, but she grew up in France. Okay, cool. Does that count? <laughs> What's it like when they bring someone new in the group? Is it like, how do you get to know each other? Is it hard for them to kind of feel like they're actually a part of it? How's that work? We were so scared when we heard that that was going to happen because we were going for already like a couple of years. Mm -hmm. You were comfortable to one another. You were yeah. just coasting, baby. Yeah, and we're like, it feels like when you get a new sibling, it's like, oh my god they're gonna take my bedroom and they're ah, like awful like i'm gonna have to share food that's a nightmare you know we were like oh my god this is like crazy this is a mistake let's not do it no cancel cancel but um i remember when we first met our our member which was um she she was from australia she is from australia and she came in the room and we were all like no, yeah, this is wrong. We're against it. And then she enters the room and we're like, oh my God, hi. Because <laughs> we're, we're like this. Like, we're really like open people, I yeah. guess. So we just instantly started talking and we went to dinner with Simon at that night and we're all just instantly friends. We want to know all about this person. Is Honestly, I even feel sorry for the new members because it's so much. Imagine <laughs> just 14 people like treating you like you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> we're all just like, let me know more about you. And then just like in the matter of, I guess like, two weeks they're already kind of like they understand how mm -hmm. it goes there's a lot of things that they need to learn obviously throughout the process but they get it it's so fascinating yeah it's it's such a crazy dynamic and it's so special and unique i don't think anybody in the world understands it you know ah. like only night united members understand what it is like to be in night united and have traveled the world while you were like 15 and yeah you guys have been to some crazy places haven't you oh yeah there's We've something like sticks out when you think about that india wow sticks out do you Definitely. have a member from india uh we do her name is shivani <laughs> shout out shivani yeah shout out shivani um but india was such a different place to be um in the way that they appreciate music in the way that art goes there mm -hmm. and the places like we filmed this music video and this campaign in this place called Shillong, which is like border 
Bangladesh and India. Um, and we went to this mountain and it was beautiful, like so beautiful. And there was this waterfall and it was also crazy beautiful. But those days were so intense, like <laughs> the waterfall. It was so cold and we had like our uniforms that were like clapping in the middle of the water. We're like trying to smile through the pain, but it was so beautiful. There was like so much to appreciate. But at the same time, we're like, this is so hard. And yeah, but just like getting to know the culture as a group mm -hmm. also it was really cool. It was really, really cool. It is hard to appreciate the beauty of a place while you're focused on working and getting something done. Yes, that's what I said to a lot of people. Um, like our very first tour, we didn't have new members yet. Um, it was just so intense. We went to like 20 countries wow. all at once. <laughs> and yes, and there was so much going on, not just with the group, but us as people as well, because... It, our lives were changing yeah like up until then i i had only visited la and brazil <laughs> and like not even 30 percent of brazil at the time you know so suddenly i was just traveling the world with all these people my parents weren't around um my friends were at home i just had like the group of people that i was with and i don't know i was just growing up too like there are things that go through your head like sometimes you're like i wonder what it is like to go to a party on a friday night you know have you and been just like <laughs> i i have been but um yeah it was just like different as an adolescent to uh. go through all that but it was just like it, there were points where i would wake up and not know where i was in the world and that is such a weird feeling but every artist that has toured the world has said that that they also feel it like sometimes you wake up and you look at the ceiling of your hotel and you're like where am I? And you're just looking for like 10 minutes until you, oh yeah, I'm in Japan. It's such a crazy feeling. Yeah, sounds so strange. Mm -hmm. It is strange. Do you feel like you made your parents proud? Yes. And your grandparents? Yes, definitely. They're so proud of me. Uh, and I always want to do more. Like I want them to be even more proud, but they have said to me that they're really proud of everything that I've accomplished. And every chance that I get to give back, I take it. You know, because they've done a lot for me. So I keep that in mind. And it's still just the beginning. It is the beginning. There's so much to do. And there's so many places to go still. And even though sometimes I feel pretty old because I traveled Gosh. so much and I've done a couple of things. You're so I, young. Yeah, I'm, I'm 19. Like sometimes I try to rem remind myself of that. Do you guys have this feeling of like rush that you have to do everything oh, before a certain age sister you're... yes yeah i've been right. doing radio for 15 years i started when i was 14 and until like i was 26 25 i had this gross blind naivete but also deep focus and like almost borderline selfishness mm -hmm. that was like 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 forward 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 mm -hmm. gotta go after it gotta get it done gotta do things before time runs out or mm -hmm. even though it's like a clock that doesn't exist it's this clock yeah. that you create for yourself 100 mm -hmm. like 100 yeah. like honestly let's let's just call it what it is like when i do things now i don't make history anymore but like when i was younger i used to accomplish things and i'd be the first person to do x or mm -hmm. the youngest person to do x and now it's like it's, it all hits different does that make sense yeah that, that, that makes sense it does and yeah i feel like that sometimes i'm like oh my god i have to do everything before i'm 21 well, you know and i get it and there's a want to accomplish as much as humanly possible but you realize at a certain point that 
this is not this is not a race like this is a marathon like you know we're i'm going you're going for not just years but for decades mm -hmm. so you got to do it at the right pace not at the quickest pace exactly well said and yeah perfect and my fans have been so intense about that actually because also there's like the, the people that are following you and they are always expecting something from you, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Like it kind of pushes me to do more. And uh, in the same way that I want to make my grandparents proud, I want to make my fans proud as well. And this moment in my life where I'm like moving and I'm doing so many things and so many secret projects that I can't bring to the world and this and that, they're like, why are you not posting anything right now? Why are you not showing us what it is? Why are you not, no, no, And I try to think that, that it's not a race. Like I could just, go ahead and just start doing it like no. whatever but i want to do it good i want to do it right and i want it needs it takes time it takes time to do it right most of the time so i'm just like i'm really breathing through it and like trying to take my time but it's it's intense and, and the people who support you will be there yeah. when you're ready to share and when it's time yeah. i mean they're the reason you're on our show i mean they're very vocal they're passionate yes guys thank you called the sunshines right <laughs> yeah <laughs> did they name themselves yeah. that or did you give them that title no it was like there was a, a fun thing that happened um while we we're trying to pick our name because it's pretty hard to have a fandom name when your <laughs> name is annie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. annie but okay annie annie <laughs> but like Annie's, annie lovers oh, <laughs> maybe bunnies Annie. bunnies uh, that gives about, me that gives me Playboy. Yeah, that sorry. gives me Playboy. <laughs> okay, I'm just this workshopping. I thought this, here. yeah, this, thought this was a safe space to collaborate. Well, we can always we can always switch, but <laughs> no, 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 we're into sunshine. Clearly. But we're into it, yeah. But it's just like then we we made this kind of like uh, I got the fans to just do like this Google form kind of thing. So they would put the names that they think that it should be in their argument. Oh. And I was like the judge for it. And so I did a video like reading their options and like testing it out, like pretending that I'm in a concert, just yelling. I love that. Yeah. And you know what? Sunshine's took the win because all of the any lovers, any years, Gabriellers, they're just not it. <laughs> not it. <laughs> they're not it. <laughs> Who's your closest friend in Now United? Hmm. I think Noah. Really? Yeah. He's Noah. a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> he is a really good one. I mean, all of them, I have different friendships with everyone. Uh, but the one that I've been the closest with recently has been Noah. And I took him to Brazil, actually. Ooh. I took him to Rio for Carnival. Whoa. I did. How was that? Yeah. Did he get eaten alive? Huh? Did he get eaten alive? Did he enjoy it? I feel like he, oh, yeah. he, uh, he'd either rise and like throw on some paint and costumes and really <laughs> dive on in he really he really did and it was interesting because right before we were on tour and we were in portugal and we were already like hanging out so much and we did this cover together of um what's the name of the song it's a little nas x song uh that's what i want we did this cover and we're like so happy and then he's like maybe i, I wanted to go to brazil for a carnival and he and i'm like okay cool cool idea and he just keeps saying it over the week, like, yeah, I think I should go to Carnival. And I'm like, okay, like, you should. Like, I would <laughs> love that. And then one day he just opens the, the hotel door and he's like, okay, I just, I'm just telling you that. I'm not asking you to do anything for me, but I usually need a friend to push me over the edge to do things. So, like, 
I'm just telling you. I'm just letting you know. I'm not asking for anything, but I would love to go to Brazil for carnival. But yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> are you telling me to invite you? Or <laughs> and then I did. I was like, you know what? Okay, I just got us tickets and he came and it was so fun. And it was also my first time in the parade, the actual parade in Rio. Mm. Uh, so he got to experience all of that with me and we really, really grew like close after a lot. Yeah. Our friendship definitely like grew over time. We weren't we weren't the like the closest <laughs> when we started the group. <laughs> Who's the most famous like teenager in Brazil? Huh. You're looking at her. Oh. <laughs> there's um my fellow Brazilians. There's um Maisa, I think. Is that is she an artist? Um, uh, she or? is a TV host. Okay. She she's a she's an actress. She's a host. Um. But I think right now what she mainly to do is be a host. And she's on television since she's like three. And she's an actual really good friend. She was just in L.A. right now. Oh. She met Selena Gomez. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's her it's her like idol, her biggest idol. She loves Selena. And then she got to meet Selena. And yeah, we just hung out. We went for dinner. And I love her. She's amazing. Like, what's it like to be really famous in Brazil? Like, do you have security all the time? Like, what's the deal? Like, do people, I mean, people stop you on the streets? Yeah. yeah. They stop you on the streets. The, all the time. The, the, there's a little bit that goes into it. Um, Maisa definitely has lived it a lot more than I did because, like I said, she's on television since she's a baby. And yeah. she was a phenomenon. Like, I used to watch her on television. So wow. every single person, because there's usually an age group that knows you, you know? Like, yeah. teenagers know me more. But Everyone knows Maisa, for example. Everyone, parents, grandparents, kids, everyone knows her. Um, and yeah, depending on the place you go, like you just gotta have your your own little area, or you, yeah. But it's just it's just nice to talk to people. Usually, people are nice about it. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it's just if in case like let's say like I'm on a date and I don't want anybody to see it, then that's a little tricky. Like sometimes <laughs> we have to call the restaurant in advance, oh, and yeah. it's just like yeah, it's a little bit of a. That it takes planning, but comes anyways. with the territory. Yes, cost of doing business. They always find out, anyways. It's not <sighs> even fun. What a hard life. <laughs> what are you thinking, Daniel? Well, you keep teasing all these big projects. I know you can't really tell us much, but like, do you have plans mm -hmm. to get back in acting? Yes, yes. I don't know how, but <laughs> yes, definitely. I love acting, and those past two weeks, I've been doing acting lessons, um, just for for fun, and. Damn, I really like it. Like, mm -hmm. I forgot how much I liked it because I was so focused in music for so long. And I'm, I'm still going to be so focused in music, but it's just it's just great. Acting is so great. Get Getting to le live a different character and really diving into a script and, like, breaking it down. It's just fun. I just really want to do it again. Yeah, uh, that that was, like, one of the biggest questions we got. Is like, when is she getting into acting? We're like, well, guess we'll find out. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a project right now that I'm going to act, but there's definitely... There's definitely room to explore there. Now, the other question I had of uh, a lot of things coming, why have you guys only released two songs this year? Seems like the past few years you've released so many songs, and according to this, it's only two so far. Like I said, Night United is constantly changing and taking different forms and doing different projects. And right now, uh, Night United is going to do this um, this musical this musical that is going to be for this nft platform Whoa. and is this really like it's a new thing and they're all going to be acting in it and that's why i was doing the acting lessons i was doing it with them but <laughs> i'm not in that project but um yeah uh so sometimes it just 
takes a lot of focus in one certain mm-hmm. thing, you know. And yeah, we could be releasing like singles and singles and singles, but if we want to do like a musical, for example, then that takes focus and time, and we just need to prepare it. So that's what they're doing right now uh, with the that project. And there's definitely songs in the works too. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. You hmm. said you're not a part of that project. I'm not. Hmm. Why not? Cause okay. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> Ani Gabrielli. Yes. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Yes, this was awesome. It was so fast. Yeah. Right. It's not that it's we're not fast. scary. Yeah. Have you seen us on the internet before coming here today? Definitely, I have. Gosh. Yeah. We're, we're not as famous as that other girl at all but we do have a cat pillow <laughs> some people I really love like the cat pillow i was telling them that they should name it but that he told me the name is cat pillow the name is cat pillow yeah okay. cat pillow how do you spell that c-a-p-e-i cat pillow yeah there's no cat pillow just one word cat pillow cat pillow okay i named it yeah you're like no it's my cat pillow do you have any good you good i think so Honey Gabrielli, I'm saying that correct, right? You are. You promise? I promise. Listen to Now United's music. Link in the description below. We're going to put it there. No, I do have one more question. Uh, <gasps> do you? No, this is an easy one, though. They're going way, way back. Did you get to sing I Just Can't Wait to Be King as part of The Lion King? I did. Sick. That's my favorite song ever. Yes. I sang it in Portuguese, but I did sing it. Wow. That's it awesome. So fun. We would well, sing it in this these big ostriches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's a thing that you would climb on, and then they had, like, moving heads. That's so yeah. cool. What's the hardest language to sing in? Because you've like recorded records in like half a dozen languages. I think Arabic is pretty hard. Really? Yeah. Arabic was, uh, um, I kind of, I, I love languages. Like um, I speak three and I'm on the way to learning my fourth. Which, uh, what's the fourth? French. Oh, so I'm learning ooh. French right now. Oui, oui. English, oui. Portuguese, Spanish. Yes. English, French. Yeah. <laughs> you said English tries it. Oh, sorry. English <laughs> is just the greatest language. Duh. Uh, no i'm kidding it's terrible i'm like no what do you, what's the i mean is english the hardest or? no english is the easiest really english is i mean obviously when you when you learn it then no. it's like oh it's easy but it really is like the rules are so simple and there's one thing about english that i really appreciate that you guys don't put a gender on things so mm. like the couch is the couch and yes. then in portuguese is a boy it's like oh so fast so it's like him couch he he couch really? would be like yeah and it's the same in french and spanish so like water in portuguese is a girl so agua and then in spanish is a boy el agua so okay. all of that is kind of like who's determining the genders of these objects that that's have no my genitalia? question that's my question <laughs> like what is this i'm very confused i don't know last i checked all couches don't have any sort of biological anything so i don't know i don't know what it is they just looked at it and they're like it's just mm, giving manly oh energy. <laughs> yeah. Just got to rub it a bit. You're like, man, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're like, man energy. <laughs> yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Why are you learning French? Because I like languages. Because so, you can? Yeah. So what do you, do you use like Duolingo? You got a coach? Duolingo, um, movies, music. Um, yeah. So culture? Yes. Do you, there's this guy I listen to. His name is Ben. He's an Italian rapper. He's really good. Mm. He dated Bella Thorne. You ever hear Benjamin? Yeah. Benjamin. Okay. 
I'll recommend. He's an Italian rapper, though, huh? Oh, shit. He's not French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. JK, when you want to learn Italian, let me know. Then I'll send it over to you. Okay. (laughs) Do I know any French rappers? Yes, there's a a dude named Dumso. He's sick. Dumso? Dumso. Listen to him. Okay. I'll check him out. So, like, do you really, like, you'll... Will you go for a period and just consume songs and TV shows that are in French? Yeah, my strategy is turning my whole world into French. So, like, uh, when I'm good enough, I'll just put my phone in French and um, I'll just write down, like, stickers with, like, the word in French for, like, couch and that and that. So, yeah. How close are we to turning our life into French only? Um, I guess, like, a month away. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. That's great. Yeah. I can barely speak English. So the thought of learning any other language is huge, and you're just doing it with ease. Yeah, it's just because I I enjoy it, I think. So it's nice. I love going to places and being able to speak in their languages with them because being in this group, it really showed me that you can be not a different person, but there's a lot that you can't show in another language, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I get to speak with them in their own language, they show a little more, and I get to know a little more about them, you know? Special. Mm-hmm. But once you know one la- long, once you know one love language, which Spanish and Portuguese and French are all considered love languages. Yeah, can you, I didn't know that. You can, yeah, they're they're all derived from Latin. English definitely oh, yeah. is not, is it? No, English is a different. Yeah, it's not derived from Latin, but mm-hmm. Latin is technically the original love language. So it, does it make it easier learning French, knowing Spanish and Portuguese? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I can pull pull little words from here and there. To make it understandable most yeah, of the time like if you talk to me i'll probably understand i can't talk back but i will understand because you know. it sounds familiar you know fascinating fascinating i wish i learned another language do it no nah, it's too late now no nah. what I'm do an, you mean i'm an old dog can't teach no. me new tricks imaginary clock there you go that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's true since uh, i appreciate you yeah thank you ani for taking the time and energy today uh and for being here really thanks Thank you guys for having me. This is really fun. First of many visits, I hope. Yes, I hope that next time I come here, I get to spill a little more tea. Please. We're here. <laughs> yes. Just looking for the tea to sip away. <laughs> Ani Gabrielli, everybody. <laughs> Beautiful human. You made it through our conversation with Ani Gabrielli. Thank you so much. And I will be going to Brazil, so watch out. Now, please listen to Ani's music. Check out Now United and keep an eye out for her solo stuff. Also, subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about, and please go. Have an amazing day. Be safe. Hug your family if you can, and don't go to jail. I'll talk to you soon. Peace and love. Today's show is hosted and executive produced by Zach Sang. It was also executive produced by Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zolot, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Music by James Ashuto. Senior producer, Caitlin Plummer. Associate producer, Eve Bishop. Production sound mixing on today's show was done by Alex Goins, Nico Pierce, and Joseph Hartshorn. Sound mixing was done by Daniel Chavez-Crook and Ivan Wayman. Post-production manager was Caroline Rude. Production manager was Michelle Doristock. And our production coordinator was Bryce Herless. And that was an episode of The Zach Sang Show. Talk to you soon.